Yeah, so actually about that, I do want to talk about the baseball bat and knives thing, because I was <laughs> listening to the to the episode with Shane earlier, yeah. and I feel like I can definitely weigh in on this conversation. Oh, yeah? Um, I mean, like, the, the thing with the baseball bat is, I think Shane uh, in the podcast said, you know, one shot to the head with a baseball bat, and, like, you're done. Yeah. Right? Do you know how hard it is to hit somebody in the head when they're like moving but like it's you're, very difficult. you're swinging I watched at a, a moving prison, target i watched a prison video earlier today that beautifully indicated uh the bat versus knife and uh who win who would win so th- let's continue this one so you it's hard to hit them huh yeah it, it, i feel like it would be harder to hit somebody in the head with a baseball bat than it would be to stab somebody uh repeatedly Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay okay i saw i saw a prison video today of a guy who had a broom yes a broom is not a bat i understand um and was whacking the trying to whack this guy uh-huh. and the guy got one stab on him and then he dropped the broom and then got stabbed a bunch more times uh both Oof. lived both lived so um well that's you know. good yeah yeah <laughs> that's why our podcast is now um explicit right <laughs> no, we 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 dropped uh, we dropped words on the podcast a couple times, and I got tired of editing them out. So I just said, "Fuck it, it's gonna get explicit." Okay. Oh my god, he did it again! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't be stopped. This is the Squad Games Podcast. I'm Giacomo. That's Dakota, and today we're joined by Ryan, and we're uh, we're having a heated conversation about bats and knives. We are. All right. <laughs> so, so bats and knives, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any good like hot chicken places out there, Ryan? Um, are you like, yeah, actually. So I actually just came back from Buffalo, uh, which is a little bit West of from where Rochester is, but I went to Duff's and I got some, uh, hot wings there and they were very good. Yeah. Duff's and anchor bar are like the two most well-known wing places in Buffalo. Not Buffalo Wings. What? Hell no, not mine Buffalo is, Wild Wings, dude. My, oh, mind, is, uh, my no. mind is on alone. Oh, uh, Dove's Famous Wings. This place yeah, is... Yeah, I, I, mean, I actually don't know if there's a Buffalo Wild Wings in Buffalo. <laughs> that is actually... <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that would be the type of place to get run out of town. Oh. It's like, you know how Pizza Hut is like nobody out pizzas the hut? Like in Rochester, there has not been a Pizza Hut for like the past like 10 years, I think. Like Dude, the last everyone, one closed during the recession, and we have not every, seen them since. Everyone's out pizzaing the hut. <laughs> yeah, everyone can out pizza the hut, as it turns out. Specifically, Domino's. And they're, I think, yeah, dude. Domino's. Domino's applies pressure. As, <laughs> yeah. as someone I know likes to say, <laughs> dude, their 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 national deal is six ninety nine for any you know two item of of carry out options. I I understand why they haven't died yet. Yeah, yeah, and the fact the fact that you can get like a six ninety nine to like to go pizza box out here is kind of nuts. Yeah, you know? yeah, feeding America really. They're doing a yeah. community service with that price. <laughs> They're doing the emperor's work. Yeah, yeah. In, in between a battle of Domino's versus Little Caesars, you know, <laughs> like you know, Little Caesars had to increase their price recently. I don't. Did know. they? Are they not five dollars anymore? Hot and ready? 
I don't think so. Let me check. Little Caesars. Yo, what the hell? How am I going to go to Carlos's backyard party with like Tecate and Little Caesars now? I don't know who. You don't even <laughs> little, have like. Did you just say Little Carlos's backyard? Nah. So there was this joke I had in college oh, okay. uh, with my friend. He goes, no, you go to like Julio's backyard party. It was always some Hispanic name, uh, you know, because you can't afford anything. So you just get Little Caesars and Tecate because that's the cheapest beer you could buy. You can substitute nat- Natty Ice. That's fine, too. It's cheap. <laughs> I would rather have the Tecate. 110%. We were in Utah playing a game called uh, Drinking Quest, and all we could find was Natty Ice. Yo, so Drinking Quest, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that was actually made by somebody in Rochester. What? It's a, It's like a board game with a red box, right? Or are no, th- maybe I'm thinking of something else. Oh. Are you thinking Red Dragon Inn? No. Red Dragon Inn's great. No. I mean, there's a lot of drinking uh, games. It's just the one I know of. So it looks little- like it's gotten a few different like rehashes of the box art. Uh, that's that's probably I don't true. Know. I might be mistaken, but I thought that was the case. Anyways, Little Caesars has gone up almost. They are at eight dollars. Oh, that is not adjusting for inflation. Yeah, at all <laughs> for Little Caesars. They're at eight dollars and forty nine cents for a hot and ready classic pepperoni. What the hell? Yeah, the cheese stuffed ones crust crust is, uh, you know, eleven ninety nine. Now, now here's the thing. I like me some. This was like my college jam back in the day. But like it did not freeze well, it did not refrigerate well, it did not warm up well. In fact, half the time it tastes like plastic. And and you know, college man, that's that's a perfect thing. Plastic, eating it, but you know, I don't need I don't, plastic. You know, know how many how much microplastics are in our blood right now? As we oh eat. yeah, I mean yeah, I've drank a lot of water bottles. We're like, like way too much. Yeah, we're like fifty percent plastic. Part plastic, man. We're, we could be on a sprue soon. Ooh. <laughs> Sprued humans. Sprumans. Ew, that sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Little Caesars, man. So Shane, when we were at Nova, mm-hmm. um, was telling us about the armies that you would paint. And he was like, oh, you know, like, Brian, like, oh, you know, like, I really want to paint, you know, uh, Ultramarines. And then you move to Black Templars. And then you move to Chaos. And you, you seem to have this theme. Of uh, mech boys, chunky boys, similar to Giacomo. Um, does any Xenos fit your fancy, or do you just paint up uh, human arms? <laughs> so I I really loved um, painting up the hand of the Archon Kel team. Nice. That was yep. a lot of fun because I just used the same colors that I used for the Night Lords Kill team. Mm-hmm. I painted up for uh, for Shane's Legionnaires. And, um, but I just used a few different techniques. Yeah. I was painting them up and I, um, basically just tried to like follow the, the vibe of like the box art for them. Uh, so like okay. some like cyberite green for like the tassels and the eyes and everything kept it like a super simple color palette, just like six colors at most, I think. Um, but yeah, they came out, uh, really good. They're not done yet. They're very close to being done, um, but yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. I've been having a lot of fun playing them too. And then um, I painted up a 
uh, orc combat patrol or a combat patrol league that I ran. Do you have at, pics uh, of the green skin? Do you have pics? I, there will be a video coming out soon. Nice. It's not okay. going to be on the command point channel, but when it, it's for a, um, the hobby shop that I work at in Rochester, millennium games. And, uh, it's actually the biggest, it's the biggest board and hobby, like card game shop in the country now by square footage. Really? So, wow. Yeah, so the, the YouTube channel for that, uh, there will be a video, uh, going over how I painted up that, uh, that orc army or that orc combat patrol up very soon. I'm almost done editing it. And, uh, that was all done using the old army painter speed paints. Okay. So that I think I got it all the done. Stuff that, the stuff that used to, um, reactivate, reactivate if you didn't seal yeah. it. Was it a, yeah. was it a pain in the ass? Um, or did you just not notice? No, because I would just do like one color a day. Okay. Uh, or like one color, like per painting session. So I like would do all the skin and I did all the armor plates. Then I did, you know, um, and I didn't have many issues with rehydration. I did have a few on the days where I was like, okay, I'm going to like crunch this and try and get it done as fast as I can. But like, it was mostly like darker tones. So like browns, grays, and blacks. So it's mm-hmm. like if they mix together in the recesses, it you can't see it on the tabletop and they look fine. Um, but that was the fastest I think I've ever painted anything. Um, and I got it done in a little over two weeks. Oh, very Just nice. Just over two weeks. And that's including the build time. Because like mm. everything in that box is a push to fit model. So mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do something like that again and try and cram it in that short a time frame. <laughs> Because that's all I did for two weeks when I wasn't, excuse me, when I wasn't working was painting <laughs> those models. <laughs> now, um, the new speed paints, though, they're great. And I yeah. really wish I had the metallic speed paints when oh. I was when I was recording that video because I've been using them recently on some crisis protocol models that I've been painting up. And uh, the metallics, the speed paint metallics look awesome. So that's a, this is a interesting segue. What do you guys, what is, so is that your favorite metal range right now? Or do you have like, um, or is it just like the pure efficiency of it that you, that you enjoy about it? It's, it's the pure efficiency of it. The, the way I look at like paints now in terms of like their ranges is I look at each one as kind of like a different tool in the toolbox. So, mm-hmm. like, when I was painting up Magneto's, like, cloak, I mm-hmm. went over it with, like, the new Hive, uh, I think it's called, like, Hive Dweller Purple, mm-hmm. is the um, is the speed paint. But, like, in some areas, you know, it pulls weird because it's just a big, not, like, flat area, but it's a big, there are big flat areas on yeah. this cape. Mm-hmm. So, I would just color match it as best I can with, like, a Citadel layer paint. And then just go over and clean it up, basically, you know. That's I'm not going to exclusively use, like, speed paints in a project if I know I can take a little bit more time and make it look better. Totally understand. That's how I use them. I mean, I use a lot of contrast and uh, paints like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, does anyone here have the express range nope. of uh, no, Vallejo? I've, I've never heard of that range. So express range is the 
Vallejo game colors, Vallejo's version of contrast paints. So essentially there's like, there's like four major ones on the market, right? We have contrast, we have speed paint, we have the express color range, and then we have the dipping inks from green stuff world, um, all with different properties, uh, to say the least. Uh, I'm sure that Duncan Rhodes will come out with one eventually. Gosh, I hope so. I love the two thin coat stuff too. Uh, Yeah. The There's white, some... I think it's it, it might be called holy white, mm-hmm. but that's like the best white on the market. You really? think so? Yeah, by far and away. I don't, okay, well, I have my feelings about the Monument Hobbies white. I think it's a great white, but it's not very translucent. So if you're trying to make like um almost an ink wash with it, it's actually harder to do it with the Monument Hobbies one. And I tend to use the Vallejo one for that. So I've never tried any of the two thin, two thin coats stuff yet. So I, you know, maybe, maybe it is the best. Who knows? Yeah. My favorite white that I currently have is the AK, uh, third gen white. And it's just like, I don't know what it is about it though. I haven't tried the Duncan Rhodes uh, just quite yet. You know, so I don't think we have a place that sells them out here, right? Duncan Rhodes. I think, Games at your place now sells it, which is, it used to be Gameology out here. Um, but um, I believe they have a new range of, they do carry that, that mm, main range right okay, now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Make a trip um, to Pasadena. Yeah. One or two. Got to go out and get some spray paints anyways. Um, but back to metallics. Um, my favorite metallic is the uh, Vallejo Metal Color. They come in the bigger pots and they're super thin. They go through an airbrush really well and they paint on to black over black really well as well. G, do you have a favorite uh metallic? In terms I, of Oh, okay. Oh no, we no, can we can both go. We're yeah, we're both good. We're all we're all gonna go in this, so don't worry. Uh, okay. in terms of metallics, I'm like I I'm using three metallics for everything. I use uh man, what is it called? I can't remember its name right now. I use Stormhost Silver. I use I think it was Rune. Lord Probably Copper. Like it's like Fang Steel. No, I don't use Rune Fang Steel anymore. I moved away from that color. I actually don't like it anymore. And um what's the gold that they have that came out when Age of Sigmar came out? Or the, the Storm Retributor Armor? Yeah, Retributor Armor. And I use a mix of those three colors to create different variations of golds, coppers, and silvers. And, and sometimes I mix white in there too. Um so realistically, those are my favorite, but also that's the only three I own currently, and they've worked fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Like you know, blending blending metals here. You know, how about how about you, Ryan? I have I have a very distinct way of painting metals. Okay, so my, I mean, I've been having a lot of fun with the with the speed paint metallics, like I've said, but uh-huh. um. From the Citadel line, my two favorites are going to be the Rune Lord Brass and the, I believe it's Iron Warriors. Okay. And I use those on basically everything. And the Rune Lord Brass, it's, it says brass in the name. But like to me, at least to my eye, it looks like almost like a brushed gold. Yeah, that's like what it is. a very cold, like silver gold. I guess is a is one way to describe it. But like all of my black Templars, every sort of like gold metallic bits they have, that's that color that I use. Mm. Cause like 
I like I ran into this problem with using retributor armor when I was painting ultramarines is that it's it almost is like too yellow of a gold. Yeah, it's a very it, warm. It just didn't look right to me. So like I would have to throw Agrax Earthshade over everything. Um but like the Rune Lord brass, like I don't even know if all of them have like a wash thrown over them. It just looks that good out of the pot. Agreed. Mm. It's a good color. Yeah. Um the the iron iron warriors, it's just uh lead belcher, but it's like a shade darker. Mm-hmm. So, you know, same reasons. It's a good uh, color. But yeah. I love I love Rune Lord Brass. Like I think it's my favorite paint, <laughs> period. <laughs> wow. That's that's a hell of a love for a color. My I think I have so I really like the metal Vallejos, right? The um for silvers. And then my favorite gold is the Retributor Armor. I just think it that covers really well. It's really pretty. You can change the tone with so many different colors. But um yeah, I don't think there's any other golds for me that really nail it out of the park. Now you have to remember you are talking to a colorblind artist. So <laughs> don't worry. Uh, I don't I don't think there's any greens or reds in Retributor Armor, so you can see golds pretty well. All right. Um well, you might be mistaken. I mean, maybe. Uh, when I was first learning how to paint golds, somebody told me that you get a you get an aged gold look by painting uh, dark angels green underneath it. So you, instead of starting with a black, you start with that, and you can work your way up mixing dark angels green into the gold, and then finishing it off with like retributor armor. And it adds like a, since they're both complementary colors, since like retributor armor is much more of a warm gold. Uh, they're complementary to each other as well. Um, this is what people said. And when I would paint it, I was like, yeah, this looks fucking dope. And then I was like, I'm colorblind. I don't know. You know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, it is what it is, right? Um, but, um, yeah, that would be one of my favorites from, I really only use that. And I use a couple of their copper colors from GW. I don't use any more of their silvers or anything like that anymore. Um, I've just grown away from them over time. Um, yeah, those are that, that's that, at least my 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 gold and silver range palette. Um, especially like when I start doing a lot of like Necrons or something like that, I tend to go to like more airbrush like enamels and stuff like that. That they have that really high sheen just because I like the contrast. I really like using um my favorite varnish to use is ultramat uh from ak do you have either one of you used ultramat before nope <laughs> uh confession time yeah i don't know oh, no, use, no. I don't use varnishes <laughs> no oh, yeah? i felt that coming <laughs> my models are just Holy raw dog shit. in life man Man, do, oh, you wear, yeah? do you wear gloves at least? God damn. <laughs> I'll wear I'll wear gloves when I'm like airbrushing something. Yeah, okay. So I mean actually that's not true. On my um on my Black Templars, the recipe that I was following called for uh you prime them black and then you use a matte uh you put a matte varnish over the armor. Okay. Yeah. And that, then for that like somewhat helps with like the blending this, this weathering um like 
you you take Mornfane brown and you just water it down until it's like a wash, basically. And then you can use that to apply what looks like rust into like the crevices and stuff. And I guess that helps with it. I don't know the science behind it. Yeah, none of us are scientists. We just follow recipes like little, little we're little bakers. Well, yeah, yep. that's all we are. We're just bakers, guys. Yeah. Um, no, that's cool, though. That is um, cool. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ultramat. Uh, it really does this really cool effect to your paints. The problem is it fucking wrecks, wrecks your, um, your metallics. And, you know, some, some people really like that effect. Um, for me, I was like, uh, I want my, my, my metallics to look metallic. So I found a new varnish called Vallejo, uh, metal varnish. Uh And I put that over my metals after I've done it. And it brings back this super nice lustery sheen. So not only do you get like the, yeah, I know my last name's luster. Um, you get this. <laughs> I hope so. It's yours. <laughs> um, you get this really nice effect um, for quite a few different things. Like you get this this crazy cool. Um, how how should I say? It's like it's like not only is the colors matte and everything else is like blended that way, but you get a different contrast between the matte colors and then the shiny colors because now there's like a sheen to it. So it adds another level of contrast to your models in general. And I don't know. I'm just, I'm super into that right now. Super, super into it. Yo, I still use the GW spray. That shit works fine. Yes. I know you do G we've had multiple sad conversations. I I don't, I, it's They've convenient, me over it's many fine, times. and it's uh, it's uniform with everything else that you got. Yep, semi-gloss, satin finish, keeps my metallics nice, keeps my mats matte. That's good enough for me. Give it about a day to fully dry and cure, and it looks great. I don't, I don't know. People don't like it. That's cool, man. You know, you can do the Dakota style. Throw it through an airbrush. You, you know, whatever. You. Yeah. <laughs> some, people, some people I've seen do it from a pot, which I thought, that's whack, but okay. <laughs> That one, that one's whack. Cause like, how do you get consistency? Like when I used to use, uh, when I was first learning how to paint, there was, it was the GW one art coat. I think it was called mm-hmm. art coat. Yeah. And I used to use that over, over transfers. And like, I was thinking, man, you can get this mostly smooth, but not quite because you're using a paintbrush. Art coat was awful. Dude. Yeah. I'm not, not a fan. Not, I still have my original pot cause I never finished using it. Cause it's not, it's not great. <laughs> it's there to remind me that once I bought this. Yeah, I loved how they used to try to make like everything like super lore wise, like art coat because it's orky shine. It's like, no, don't do that. It's not, it, but it's so bad. <laughs> it, it was, it's just, it's a bad, not a great product. You know, they make other good products. This was not the one. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, do you use uh, like a medium at all? Like, like Lamian or, 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 um, What's the other one? Contrast is the, the big contrast, one. contrast or... medium. Um, no, not really. All one. of my. So like, actually I'll, I'll use medium if I'm, uh, looking to transfer some paint out of pots and into, uh, dropper bottles mm. to help get some of it off. out. Or yeah. if I have something that's, um, dried out a little bit, I will put yeah a healthy amount in there and then, uh, try mixing it and then hopefully try and resuscitate it. Um, 
I gotta get one of those. They're like eighty dollars, but like you put the paint. It's like a paint pot shaker or something. Oh, those vortex mis- mixers. The vortex, yeah, vortex mixer mixers for or whatever. Class. Yeah, I don't. I never used one of those in a science class, but yeah, <laughs> I gotta get me one of those. My shake, <laughs> I, my shake game is strong. From uh, yeah. from from I experience, so too, those are pretty cool. After the third time of sitting down and shaking my pot of Zandri dust. It, be, it became I'm just like man this is like three dude. days in a row and it's it's just it's just <laughs> dying <laughs> just dying yeah i could definitely see that i like like monument hobbies they have like like paint shakers inside them already so that's like super nice a little yeah. yeah 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 i've awesome. i bought i bought like those army painter like steel bearings like ball mm-hmm. bearings or whatever you just throw two or three in one of the pots and those help a lot oh yeah um, Army painters has some of the, the like probably the worst stuff that you have to shake, in my opinion. Like really? just the amount the amount of shaking you have to do with army painter paints. I think they addressed that recently in their YouTube that they they were like, hey, you know, we know like our paints are a pain in the ass to shake, so um, we're just going to make better paint that you don't have to do that anymore. And I was like, oh. Is this like their baseline or is this like, like they're not their talking baseline. about speed paint, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, the the baseline, base. I mean, I, I would recommend it to like beginners who are looking at painting like the Nolzers, Marvelous miniatures, like the unpainted like D&D minis. Mm-hmm. Right. But like, I, I don't really recommend them for people painting like Warhammer, you know, or like highly yeah. detailed miniatures. Yeah, I I really like certain colors from the range. And like like I have my favorites from P3. I have my favorites from Scale Scale 75. I have my favorites from this. Maybe I mean, you know, I am colorblind so or color deficient. So most of the things I say is just completely and utterly nonsense. Well, Other than the god hands. <laughs> it's basically yeah, the god hands are fucking dope. God hands yeah. for life, man. <laughs> if you don't own a pair of god hands, you should consider getting one. Hashtag god not hands. Sponsored. What are what are those? Man clippers. Yeah, so so God Hands actually oh. I didn't I didn't yeah. know this, but they have they have different um different like categories for God Hands. Like you could get really cheap ones, kind of like the Army Painter, or you could get expensive ones. There's these $70 ones on uh Amazon, and they are by far the best clippers I have ever used or touched. Really? They are they make like going through your into the dark sets like a breeze. Like you don't hate your life for choosing to <laughs> or even clip them out. You know what I mean? So like it's like a it's like a huge, huge bonus. Okay. Um yeah, it's they are absolutely glorious. You can get really, really close cuts where you leave almost no little nibs left on models. That's mm-hmm. That's the reason I picked these things up. And apparently the only better ones are from this one company in Japan that custom makes clippers for you. Um, Probably like handmade and the steel is like rolled yeah, 10,000 times over. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're made by dwarves. sword. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> no, they're just made by dwarves uh, and they wow, get imported from Middle Earth. Dwarf. From Middle Earth. Oh. <laughs> Giacomo, you got to get your head out of the Giacomo, the you didn't have to guy. take it there, man. <laughs> well, now it's explicit. I mean, we dropped one F-bomb, but you're allowed one in a PG-13 movie, but this is Jeez, This is already rated R. We're explicit. 
Yeah, I'm enough. gonna go see none too. None your business later this week. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Is that oh, actually really? calling it that? No, we have. I, I saw the I saw the trailer for it. It looks bad, but it's I really see bad. It. it makes sense. It's none of your business. She goes up to the room and finds her. It was none of her business to go up there. Yeah, just no, <laughs> that's like mad just disrespectful. Wait, wait, is this is this like another Medea movie or like what is this? <laughs> no, no, you know what? Yes, yes, it's another yeah. Medea movie. Tyler, Tyler Perry. You imagine Tyler too. Perry plays the nun. <laughs> oh my god! Is this an actual Nunya business? Is that an actual no, movie? It's, it's just called no. Nun Two. <laughs> it's called what? It's just called Nun Two. Oh, Nun Two. <laughs> Sounds like a banger. We it almost sounds call, as good as Velosa. Yeah, Velosa yeah you, you, you'll have to. You'll just have to look it up. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Uh, the first one was none, 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 none to see here. <laughs> They're both really bad, but right now there is nothing else to really see in theaters that I haven't seen besides Gran Turismo, based on a true story. That is the title of the movie. Is that so, like? Is that like the Gran Torino movie, but like the real? versions of what happened no it's the movie it's just called gran turismo based on a true story oh fair enough it's dumb anyways okay. back to to miniatures <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey sometimes we get sidetracked even by like you know arnold schwarzenegger and all sorts of good stuff and painting. Um, okay, so what is and this painting. what is this picture that you sent me here dakota okay it's like map so, layout looking thing yeah everyone will have access to this by the time this comes out um okay. this is uh an into the dark map for um it's a uh, asymmetrical into the dark map yeah and as you know they don't make these uh <laughs> they just don't yeah that's, yeah that's not a thing asymmetrical into the dark is not a thing yeah yeah uh and for the reason why is it's very difficult to to, to make and there's only so many things you can do with uh with it but it's something that i think we as the community are really missing there's no like attacker defender who you're going to pick attacker of course every single time on into the dark unless you're trying to fish for a turn to um you know you know turn to go first on turning one right two. yeah but like even that it's like you're going to get like a a one in six chance that you're going to tie on a dan dice roll you know what i mean like, right i don't know i don't put my hands well, in that the fate one of the in dice six gods. chance it can be everything yeah yes it can yes be it everything. could get double yeah. turned but then you just take disgusting. Uh, <laughs> try getting just, quadruple turned, dude. Like then dude, come talk what did, to that me. Happen, what did that happen? That happened to me twice. It's happened to all of us, man. <laughs> yes, like, dude. It happened to me. F- I think three three rounds out of my seven rounds, I did not go first at Nova. I uh, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, like I've okay. I've definitely lost like too many games of Kill Team because of getting freaking. Just never getting initiative over the course yeah. of a game. And it is, uh, it's probably my biggest issue of Kill Team. I yeah. love Kill Team. Kill Team's a great game. It's way more competitive than 40K, I think. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, I think it's way more competitive than a lot of miniatures games out there. Um, but yeah, that, that, the fact that it comes down to a die roll to determine that, uh, it hurts a lot. And there's no way of interacting with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't like it. But anyways, we talked about that on our podcast before. Um, don't know if you've heard it. G, do you want to tell them your thoughts? 
hopefully they fix it in the next edition because I don't think we're going to get another crit up. So we're going to have to wait until season three, whether that be next year or the year after. But I think dice rolls are here to stay for now. Um, tell them your 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 strategy. Which and uh, I want to see what Ryan thinks. Which He's, again, I, I need to shout out this. This is a props to Kellen because he was the first one to tell us about it. We just took the idea and modified it. So again, thank you, Mr. Kellen. Mm-hmm. He knows who he is. If there's other Kellens listening, well, I guess you can get congratulations you can take by the proxy. Too. Yeah, tell <laughs> um, your friends. Hey, they were talking about me. So what we decided <laughs> to do instead of a dice roll mechanic, it was just use the recon step again, but modify what each one means. So we did it in the sense of you'd get to re-roll against a ranged attack, one of your defense dice, you'd get to re-roll a ranged shot, or you'd get to re-roll a melee attack. And the numbers correspond as they normally would, one beats two, two beats three, three beats one, same thing as before. The way the bonus works is it goes to the person who doesn't get initiative. So that they're kind of preparing for whatever their opponent is probably going to do to them. Okay, so it's kind of like, yeah, you lost initiative, but you get like a free, like tactical reroll. Is yeah, that what's yes, going on here? Pretty, okay. pretty much for one type of I attack guess that's or a defense. nice consolation prize. It's yeah, something. It, it, it yeah. might help. It, what you, it I might would, not. what I would like them to do would be either handle it how um, Crisis Protocol handles it, or if they were to adopt the way that um, A Song of Ice and Fire handles it. A Song of Ice and Fire, it's another alternating activation game. Um, it's a rank and flank, like Game of Thrones uh, fantasy. I have so many of those game. models. Yeah, it's a shame that the game is not doing as well. But yeah. that comes down to a lot of things. Um, but the, um, the way they handle the uh, initiative, basically, is it goes back and forth. So like the, the game lasts five, I think it's five rounds and whoever starts with the priority token just straight up gives it to their opponent. Then their opponent has priority and then it goes back to them on the next turn and they have priority. It's very simple. So it's just alternating, right? It's just an alternating initiative basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So something simple like that, I think I would like to see. I mean, at the end of the day, you could always just go, then your opponent gets initiative, they get the first activation to make it easy, right? So that's that's always the option, mm-hmm. which isn't terrible. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's definitely not bad. What was, the, uh, how does Marvel Crisis Protocol for everyone that's not familiar with that game? How does, how does oh. the initiative work in that? So um, the, uh, both players roll off for priority. And then whoever wins priority, they deploy their for they deploy their model first, and it's altered it's alternating activation until both teams are set up, and then um, they will get the first turn. So there's not really like a lot of stuff going on in that step. But as the game progresses, um, whoever's whoever activated a model on their team last. So basically whoever has the last model to activate that turn goes second in the next round. Interesting. So like if I have five, if I have a, a, a team of five heroes and you have a team of three and you don't kill any of mine over the course of the first turn, you are going to go first as long as I out activate you basically. 
Now there is some stuff in the game that can like change that. Um, for example, characters getting uh, dazed or knocked out. Um, but yeah, that is an interesting direction I think you can go. And it feels... Uh, the, with that, it's there's a lot more um, strategic thought that can go into determining when you want to try and get initiative for the next turn. Whereas with the way that Kill Team is now, it's simply rolling a die. And then if you didn't have it, on the last turn, hoping you at least tie with your opponent's die roll. Yep. That makes sense. I'm actually a, a much bigger fan of that than um, the Age of Song and Fire. I just, I think it's actually kind of cool. Um, it would always guarantee, like, at least you kind of know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I understand the reason why we're we have a dice off challenge. Um, but you know, like, um, day one I was playing, I felt like I was playing so well, like, like, uh, Mr. Miyagi was coming through and playing through my hands, you know? <laughs> and, um, it, at that point in time, it didn't matter who was going first. It didn't matter who rolled the dice or which way they rolled. Um, it just felt like I was going to win. And day two, I did not feel that way. Um, but um, yeah, it was, I think that there's definitely some, some thought process that I hope the game developers go through and think about if we keep the dice. I mean, I guess it's not the worst thing, um, but it would be nice to see something a little bit more innovative from, um, from games workshop rather than just, you know, what have we done for the past 30 some odd years? Dice. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a antiquated mechanic at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, because they're doing so well with Kill Team in general, the way they wrote the rules. Like, they feel real fresh, even after it's been this many years that the game's been out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely agree. Well, you guys ready to move on to the big thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But quickly, before we move on to there, I just want to go ahead and shout out the patrons. Thank you guys for doing what you do. We always appreciate it. Helps us with the show. I'm talking real fast. And I want to mention that we are affiliated with Frontline Gaming. So if you are looking to get any product from their web store, link is in the description. Anything that you purchase costs no extra to you, but a little bit of kickback goes to us, which helps us run the show. Um, yeah. It does help a lot. <laughs> it does. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kill Team Meta Time. Do you, guys, do you guys have any affiliates that you want to shout uh, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan? Because you guys have a great podcast and YouTube channel. All right. So two uh, local guys here in Rochester have started a uh, Kickstarter. Uh, it's called Objective Control Tabletop Game Aids. And mm -hmm. the really cool thing that they've come up with is these objective markers that, like, they're not, like cheap like over like overhead like paper like translucent paper you know what i'm talking about kind of mm -hmm. like the, the super thin like oh, i think john reese had those markers i think john reese had those at at nova and he was yeah. giving some out i think i have some now yeah, they're really nice yeah so these ones are they're incredibly thin and they're like they're not like gonna tear on you they're durable. Uh -huh. They lay flat so that if you're like rolling dice on the table, like they're not going to get cocked on these objective markers or anything, or like like the mouse pad like objective markers. Mm -hmm. um, and the the really cool thing about these is they've made one that 
does not reflect any glare into cameras if you're having like a streamed game or something. So they were showing me the pictures of some of these and the logo they put on them. Like it literally looks like the logo is glowing, but there is no glare on the objective markers at all. So it they're really high quality stuff. Um, so I will send you guys over the uh, link for the Kickstarter. You can go and back them. It, it's been up for like four or five days now at the time of recording and they are already halfway over their goal. So nice. All right. definitely go and check out objective control. Yeah, the, absolutely. I think that uh, anyone who's doing a great thing now, do they make 40 K size as well or other? I'm other happy that you sizes? mentioned that because uh-huh. they are primarily they're make, these are primarily 40 K like objective markers and game aids. So they're making markers for conditions, measurement tools, um, deployment zone markers, the objective markers, and also like the area terrain footprints, which is like a really big thing in competitive 40k now is making sure that like your your ruin has like a proper footprint. Yeah. Um, that way you know when exactly your models are benefiting from cover and stuff like that. Ooh. So yeah. So and then I think it's like once they're once they reach uh stretch goals. Uh, that's when they start getting out into like other uh, tabletop other game systems. miniature games. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. These this, these are a 40k, primarily 40k. Okay, mm-hmm. so it definitely sounds like they're using a, a some sort of mylar material, which is really cool. Something. So anyone that knows, I mean, it could be mylar. It could be something else. Mylar is like a thicker plastic than what it's like an acetate plastic type deal. It's just a slightly different chemical composition. Um. Uh, if they're using something else even too, that's even cool. Cause hopefully they're innovating even more yeah. into the scene on Super the, cool. on the Kickstarter itself. It says that they ha- it's a polymer blend material that is scratch resistant, flexible and reduces the visibility of fingerprints and smudges. Wow. I love that. Sounds sciencey as fuck. Yeah. They, they gave me a, they gave me a set and they're really nice. So nice. I wonder if they're using, um, an actual inkjet on them or if they're using um uh like a uv printer uv printers are also really cool it's what um i think i can't say for sure but i think uh there's a couple companies that produce mdf terrain that is fully mm-hmm. painted and i believe they uh, also um use this stuff called uv printers anyone that's out there it's a it's a it's, it's what people use to make uh superhero costumes in um, in the movies, it's oh, essentially, okay. they put it down and then they put, uh, the, it's basically a printer, like a straight up inkjet printer. They uh-huh. have material that shoots down that's UV cured. And so it creates these raised effects, but it's kind of like what they do on the back of keychains. It's what they do on a whole bunch of other stuff. The only problem is, is that they, they're like 30 to 30 to 40 grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have. I have no idea the science behind this. I just know Uh that they're really cool and they feel really good in the hand. (laughs) Like they feel like they're going to hold up to a lot of hard use on the tabletop. I can confirm. Yeah. They, they feel real good. Um, so they're not paying you. Maybe they should hear that. (laughs) I don't know. I, Hey, I love doing ad reads. Honestly, (laughs) my, 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 my personal goal. I haven't told Shane about this. Uh, since this is a, this is an R-rated episode, I definitely want uh, AdamandEve.com 
to get Dude, Kamal yeah, let's yeah, that'd be dope. Dude, imagine adamandeve.com slash command point for 50% off. <laughs> this way you can get fucked while the dice fuck you, you know? Also, Audible. Audible literally needs to give me a sponsorship at this point. Yeah. Because holy crap, I go through so many audiobooks. I agree. I go through quite it's a lot. All, it's all just 40K, but... I go through so many. I'm I'm listening through uh, the Siege of Terror right now. Okay, so you're like at yeah. the end point when they're about to finish. They're getting close. What? So it? it's it's. I'm starting. <laughs> I'm doing like a Horus Heresy sandwich. I'm listening through the Siege of Terror, and then I'm also going through the Horus Heresy in chronological order. And I've been like alternating. I think I stopped at the Dark Angels book. Yeah the now, the first one. It's like the one after Fulgrim. Yeah, right after Fulgrim. I heard I, that it, one is like not great, so I'm planning on skipping it. That's literally why I stopped. I was going through going like, I don't know if I can finish this. This is actually pretty boring. <laughs> yeah. So, Maybe so I'll Ryan, try. Ryan, have you heard the the new Eisenhorn books? What are they called? Penitent and the, the, the Beckwin, Beckwin series? Yeah, the Beckwin yeah. series. Have you heard? Have you listened to those yet? I have not. I've got them Ooh. queued up. Oh, I, mean, I actually haven't listened through the third Eisenhorn book yet. Um, oh, so you're going through the whole thing. Hereticus, right? I'm going to kill myself. I um, mean, look, I only started with Beckwin, and I think just even just reading just the Beckwin series is pretty good. And then the yeah. third one's coming out at some point. Yeah, uh, I'm I mean, sure. I, I love it's Inquisitors gonna... and the Inquisition, so I'm sure it's going to be up my alley. Yeah, it's um, it's amazing. That's okay. all I have to say. It okay. is quite literally um, on another another plane of existence. Um, now, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who say they can't get into the Eisenhorn um, series because it's too dark for them. Um, for me... That's what 40K is, man. I'm sorry. Like, I, I can with people on that. I can listen to those books back to back to back. Maybe there's something wrong with me. But... Uh, we like it's, sci-fi. Uh, I like fantasy more, but there, there, it has so many world-changing things. Like Dan Abnett. So anyone who's listening, Dan Abnett went to Games Workshop, and they were like, "Hey, we really want you to continue the the series." It's like, well, his first book, The Pariah, I think it was Pariah, Pariah or his Penitent. One. Yeah, Pariah. Pariah came out, and it wasn't his best. Eisenhorn like Inquisitor novel. Let's not lie. It wasn't the greatest, but it penitent made it just absolutely amazing. He went to games workshop and he was like, Hey, I want to continue writing this, but I want to do some changes and I want them to be Canon. And they're like, yeah, do whatever you want. And he was like, well, this is what I want to do. They're like, sure, go for it. And he's like, really? And they're like, yeah. And like, I'll just tell you one thing. It's not going to ruin the book series. The Eldar have heard of this threat. And there is five craft worlds on the way to destroy the planet because of how dangerous this thing is. So if anyone's thinking about it, there are five craft worlds. If you guys don't know what a craft world <laughs> it is, it is a planet-sized Eldar ship. Uh, I said Eldar really weird there, but it's yes. a it's Eldar. <laughs> it felt, felt kind of 
<laughs> not not only Tell that. Your feelings about the Eldar. <laughs> um, he loves Eldar. <laughs> I I do. I I feel like I'm Ravener. Um, okay. I have like a I have like a soft spot for the for the Xenos race, but my true heart lies with the Emperor and Eldred <clears throat> at nighttime in my dreams. Um, yeah. Um, so it sucks that it also sucks that they're really good right now in 40k and like. If I ever wanted to play Eldar in 40k right now, I know I'd just get like murdered. Like when Colts got murdered. Oh, great segue, Dakota. Um, Colts and Felgor <laughs> caused this mass hysteria. Did you think that all that mass hysteria was viable um, and like like worthy for the cults? I mean, for cults, for- it, it definitely was. Um, but like. With Felgors, I don't really out. I don't really understand the outrage that much because, like, like Shane and I, we got the box obviously, and then we played our first game with the with the Beastmen, and I was playing Intercession, and Shane literally like beat me by one point, and I felt like there were times in the game that I could have done things differently, and I would have won. So, like, I think, like, a lot of the nerfs they got, uh, I think Shane said they were over-nerfed. I definitely agree with him. Um, the, I mean, they were, they definitely should have gotten, like, a nerf, but, like, what is it? It's, like, if they're frenzied, they no longer count towards controlling an objective. Mm -hmm. That one one really can't even control an objective. It's, like, the, the whole mechanic of that team is getting frenzied. That is their whole faction identity. Yeah. And so when that triggers and it takes away from your ability to play the game and score points, that's where I think it's entering like a poor design space. Mm -hmm. You're taking a unique mechanic and it's cool. You get to keep a model alive and he can kill something. But I mean, like after you activate him, you know, the next time he's going to die anyway. So it's like, I don't know. I think I think they went too far. I think they could cut back on on that change specifically. I think all the other changes were good. I think you take that one out, and I'm 100% okay with the other uh, nerfs that they got. So Colts, great. 100%, like that team should have been burned to the ground day one. <laughs> oh, my God. I agree. I oh, agree my God. I, I told you, I, or I don't know if you guys heard when I was talking, when Shane and I were talking about the game that him and I played in a tournament, I was playing Colts. He was playing... Uh, legionnaires i i think i heard about this yeah, uh i we <laughs> he killed 15, 10 dudes right he killed 15 or yeah no he killed 10 of my 15 models turn one activation one whip his uh his warp fire acolyte mm, nerf and legionary we, i'm hearing go ahead no no because <laughs> i came back I came back and I almost, I almost won that game. Once again, Shane beat me by one point. Yeah. That's rough. And he, all of those models that he killed, um, the only ones that I had left were, uh, he basically, he killed all of the, like the dark commune models. Hmm. So I didn't have my leader. So I didn't even have like the extra mutation for the entire turn. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So 
That's actually nutty. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> that's, so that's actually that's how I feel about the nerfs. <laughs> nutty. Okay, fair. Um Yeah, I I agree that I think Felgar probably only needed one or the other of the nerfs. Um in fact, I thought that they were probably only going to get like a war paint debuff. Now, I do it was like war paint for me, yeah. Just I do I do like the fact that they can't control things anymore. I think the shooting should probably be re- reverted, even though they fucking, they still shit all over vet garden into the dark. Um, like that they, they should, there should be teams that do that to certain teams, right? Like that's the reason why you go to a tournament is like, Hey, I hope I don't draw this team. <laughs> oh no, I drew this team. <laughs> okay. I, well, I guess I'll lose. I guess I, I you know, you know, I lose this round. That's all right. Just try to make score as many points as you can. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I still think Colts need a nerf. And I think the reason like we're going to get into orc territory here very, very soon. Um, have you been playing orcs at all? No, I haven't. And I've been looking at them and I have been green with envy. <laughs> not the worst joke said today so it's fine <laughs> no, i'm a big fan of that big fan yeah. um fair okay i i think that the only reason why we're not seeing felgor and we're not seeing more cults is because commandos are so oppressive into the matchup um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily to the state of the game itself, because for instance, the fact that orcs can sneaky get three times. Yeah, that is egregious. And the fact, okay, here's my other question. Are we all dumb? Because we didn't see none of us content creators, none of us TOs, no one saw this happening. I, I literally happened. told Shane on a, a podcast that we recorded earlier this week. I'm like, I did not even know that you could <laughs> that you could do that. I didn't <laughs> know that you could do it three times. <laughs> yeah, straight up, it just never crossed my mind because my mind has just been so off of like commandos. Yeah, but, um, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. Um, it it's definitely it definitely feels like it's something that just was not accounted for i guess once like the competitive like uh mission pack and everything came out you know yeah and you know it wasn't i don't know i don't actually know if it ever would have been figured out by people um unless if people had to run into these, like what is the cheesiest way that I can kill as many cultists in the first turn? What is the easiest way that I can get to them and screw this team over? If, if cultists didn't exist, we wouldn't have this orc problem. And I, I think that we, people started seeing it at last LVO. There were a couple people that were like for deploying two sneaky gets, but again, you know, they were using, they were using like, uh, I'm going to th- for deploy my orc knob with a dynamite and, yeah. and this, and it's like, those are so telegraphed that most good players who have, who have a dash or, you know, or like 
heaven forbid, like you lose the, the turning point, then they just get charged and your whole thing is is off. But like now it's like, oh, actually, I'm going to put a slasher boy. I'm going to put a rocket boy up on a vantage and a sniper boy up on a vantage. Like you don't have to do that. You can just like first turning point, fire a rocket into a, a space marine. You know what I mean? You're like, ah, well, that sucks. Die. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I definitely think that there are. I feel like the the way that the team is played, you know, if everything was left as it was, I feel like it would naturally evolve to the state it's in. It was yeah. just accelerated because of the fact that you need to get an alpha strike like a Warpfire Acolyte, like <laughs> um, whatever it is that the Hyrotech Circle can do into cult if you want to try and get ahead of them before they start fully coming online. Yeah, I agree with that. Man, didn't did not see orcs would become the boogeyman. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's these two. It's it. I gotta say this. It's these two game. It's these two teams. They were the first teams to come out in the game that were full on like kill team, kill teams made for the new edition of kill team, and they've only been touched a few times. Mm-hmm. And the teams are so old at this point that it's like I don't know if the people in charge of like balancing the game want to touch them because they've touched them so many times over the course of the game's lifespan. Yeah. So it's like, well, Vedgard haven't been touched yet. Yeah. That's the, that's my problem. (laughs) I I think Vedgard are in like the perfect spot. They have like the good tools to deal with everything, but they're not. I don't think there's ever been a time in this team, in this game's life cycle, except for probably when cults came out that, uh, Vetguard were not in a position to just win. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you, you look at good. like every team that mm-hmm. is similar to them that has come out since then, and they just have less or worse versions of what that team can do. Agreed. I think I if know, we're going to. Uh-huh. If we're going to talk about vet guard nerfs, I 100% think the demo mine should not be able to blow up through walls. And then I try to see where the team lands from there. Cause I do think that like they could be really bad, really quick. If you touch them too hard. Oh, um, I think so. Yeah. I'm always in favor, except for of course, chaos cult yeah. of uh, just like slight like nerfs mm-hmm. just to like kind of whittle down a team to a reasonable level. So, like, with Commandos, like, I would say, if we were to balance this today, yep. you know, make Sneaky get, you can only choose one. Yes. Perfect. And you can only use this once per game. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I would. It. I wouldn't touch the rest of the team, because the rest of the it. team, I think, is, is fine. I would 100% <laughs> do one more thing. What? Yeah. Uh, can you roll a crit? John Reese uh, said this to me, and then I've heard it echoed from, like, Emmanuel and other people as well that another viable um, viable nerf to them would be to make it so that the uh, the squig cannot get an extra APL because then you're giving them an 11 inch range rather than a nine inch range to blow up. So I okay. think like, and you just make them like super stupid, like yeah, give them the keyword added- super stupid instead of stupid. So you can't get the extra APL. And I think if you do those two things, the team would be absolutely uh, in a much better place. My problem is, is with our the All-Valley team tournament coming up, um, 
today I called a couple people saying like, Hey, should I do something about sneaky Git? <laughs> Cause every, every, every team is going to bring a commandos player to this event. And should I yeah. make a call, a judgment call and say like, Hey, every single person has told me, no, you shouldn't change commandos, but it's a good, but this is a good change for the game. You know what I mean? Like every single person thinks three sneaky gets, even the people who play commandos thinks three sneaky gets is a problem. Um, it's rough. Uh, they're, they're such a, here's the, th- I played John Reese and I wanted to play him on loot with the best in open. Cause cause I wanted to see what they could do. I've never lost to commandos before as vet guard. Uh-huh. And, uh, he was my first loss as, uh, I think I've, I've tied a manual a couple times, but I've never lost to, uh, commandos. So, um, with Vedgard, a manual beat my socks in with, um, with, uh, craft worlds, uh, when they were, when they were great, when it first came out. <laughs> um, but like, I wanted to see what they could do on open uh, on loot where they could forward deploy a bunch of models and possibly steal stuff. I won the activation and then I stole points away from him before he could steal my points away. So we just ended up going three, three. Um, but I mean, that is something that only vet guard or Corsairs or a super fast team can do. And that is something that not other, other teams just can't do that. Um, I find that, the one of the other reasons why commandos are so good is because not only are they great at, and efficient at scoring points, but they're mm-hmm. also super good at surviving until the end of the game. Like vet guard, yeah. you try and score as many points as you can, and you start to really dwindle off turning point four because a lot of your you had to, you have to trade models for points, yep. right? You have to. If you don't do it, you're not you're not playing them right, or you're winning so bad it doesn't matter, right? Those are the two. That's basically the two the two boats that you're in mm-hmm. orcs i only have three commandos left but they still fuck you know um and if you're budgeting your cp right you always have things like just, just a scratch, scratch in your back pocket yeah yeah that got me a couple times in that last turning points it's like, uh, it's such a feels bad but i mean <laughs> the, the, the team is so old at this point like people should just be anticipating it oh yeah it still feels bad um which is to me it makes the team much like only in death only in death makes vet guard what it is it is their strongest gotcha tool it is the strongest tool that they have in the kit outside of the demo man and it's kind of what gives the team their identity and i don't know if i would still play them if they took it away same thing with orcs i hope that they never would get rid of just a scratch because it's also so thematic because it gives them that extra survivability toughness. That's really cool for orcs. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling. And when I play against orcs, I have a good time, regardless of whether people, uh, I usually play against people who aren't using, you know, sneaky get three times. And I say, let's play. I'll play commandos. You won't have any fun. (laughs) Then I'll just play commandos. They're upstairs in my fucking loft. (laughs) They're not painted. You know, (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. We can both have a miserable time. Let's not do that. Because when, when you play against them, like just in a fun way, they're a fun team to play against. You know, yes. they shoot back at you. They hit you hard, but you hit them hard too. And it feels all right. Yeah. 
That, that's um, they do have like one weakness, isn't that? It's like they only have so many like good shooters. Excuse me, good shooters. There you go. Ah, <laughs> thank you, that thank you sir. Man, that's um, very respectful. Yeah, like once the sniper boy and the shooter boy and the rocket boy are like gone. Depending on what team you're playing, you can kind of like play around that. Um, mm-hmm. Just because they're mostly like a CQB team outside of those three models. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I thought about dropping the medic into them, but then I'm like, oh, if I do that and they get off a dynamite turn one, then I lose a model that I don't necessarily, I might not have if I had mm-hmm. the medic. But if anyone's playing a medic out there into them, I would consider dropping the medic just because they're shooting. Is If you're playing correctly, they shouldn't be able to get a good shot on you in any direction. Like if they do cool, you lose a model, but like into, into orcs, I don't think com- uh, a medic outside of like the blooded medic is necessarily like worth it. Like you could take, like the medic just sits in the back the whole time, hoping that he gets like a shooter, sh- like the sniper kill something like mm-hmm. just take, just take a flamer or take something else that can actually trade back. Um, you know, outside know of taking a flamer, but <laughs> <laughs> anything uh, but that. <laughs> uh, Phobos are also pretty good in with in this meta, and I feel like it was underrepresented at Nova for sure. Yeah, no one was using the free loot stuff or free take points and action things, you know. And they weren't using the obscuring thing. Like, yeah, the, pro- the crazy thing with with Octarius that I don't necessarily like. I don't know if you know this, uh, Ryan, but I I have only played on Octarius um, at a tournament a year before Nova and then at Nova. I, I haven't even put my set together. And oh, wow. um, okay, yeah, I've never played on Octarius. Um, really? It's never. fun. It's very fun. Uh, yeah, I mean it's good. Did you, uh, I just, you didn't you didn't play it at the um the tournament here in California we went to? Just I, that one tournament. That was the, the one. one. That was the only one, right? Okay. Yep. I've played on Octarius so much. Yeah, so I hear what, that. So what hate is it. what is your problem with the terrain set? Um, I don't have a. Pro- I think it is. Okay, firstly, a fuck scramble. Since we're an explicit podcast now, <laughs> um, I I know a lot of people out there will like say like, oh, we like scramble. It's like no, they put scramble into the game because they built the speed freaks set they they built this set (laughs) from speed freaks and they had to develop rules there it is they had to develop (laughs) rules for it right so like scramble is just like to me an innate mechanic that they added into the game which has never been re-added into the game from any other terrain set might i add you um so to me it's terrain set i think it had like a mechanic does it I don't think Chalmuth had any. Oh, no, it has Punishing Vantage. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Punishing Vantage was Chalmuth. I don't know if Nachman had one. Smoke. Did not. The Smoke. Okay. Neither did did Mort. Morak. Yeah, Morak, I I don't actually think it had had defensible. It had defensible. Oh, it had defensible. And heavy, yeah. Yeah. Everything is better than Morak. Yeah, Morak is... uh, It's better. In my opinion, in my opinion, outside of Into the Dark, Every single terrain release set that came out for Kill Team got worse, progressively worse. After uh, Knock- Octarius. Yeah. Knockbind was probably was better okay. than Chalneth, but. 
And like you could, I've played on some Chalneth boards. Like we have a local friend who brings it and Chalneth's not the worst I've been on. It's just Chal- very I've been playing on the Chalneth board uh, actually a lot recently. And it's just, it's because I finally got it assembled like a month right, or two ago. Um, I like it. It definitely is awkward because those two pieces are so freaking big. Yeah. Like those two big ruin pieces. Um, but like everything being heavy, I kind of like it because it simplifies uh, cover in a in a sort of way. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and it's like you look at it and it's like, wow, this is kind of like a big open board. It feels like it almost feels like less crowded than uh, Octarius in some aspects. But it's like sneakily like CQB oriented because mm-hmm. everything's heavy. Right. So you have to get close to, to shoot anybody or even. Fight yeah. Them. To like draw angles on anybody or which. uh into the Archon with like a bunch of their crazy movement shenanigans really likes. Yeah. It's back to your original question for Octarius. I thought Octarius was a good terrain system for me. I think that the buildings are too big. If I had to say one thing about the terrain, I think the buildings are too big. Like they take up so much space on the board. It's hard to place them. That's why crowded, yeah. That, that's why I developed like smaller heavy terrain. Um, mm-hmm. But I actually think Into the Dark has like if you take Into the Dark pieces and you put them for open terrain, it's some of the best terrain out there. Um, you just have to add advantages, right? But like, yeah. Um, just because they're four by four, there's not like any of these four by eight or four by seven and a half or these kind of giant terrain pieces. Um, yeah, and then yeah, I can see that scramble at Nova did not really play a factor. Like I would just scramble, move over something to take a to take a you know a point like a cheeky on an point or something. Yeah. yeah, I I I didn't scramble charge. The, also, the scramble was placed like on the edges of the board, so they for it funneled you inwards if you didn't want to scramble. I, I dislike that. Um, but like. In my opinion, I don't think there's anything wrong with Octarius. I think Octarius is a great system. Um, but since GW only has one really good terrain system, I think I've heard a lot of people are getting uh, sick of sick of it. So, just like people are getting sick of uh, Into the Dark, you know, especially out here. So, I think that also just comes down to burnout, right? It's like you play on yeah. the same map for so long. And like you said, those pieces are so big uh, with Octarius. It's like if I if I use every single piece of the terrain whenever Shane and I are setting up a board to play, it's it it like becomes the same like terrain layout every time. Yep. If we're just like setting up one quick, unless we're following like um, uh, a turning point tactics, like uh, but even those are super similar. Like you know, well, yeah, like, I mean, they're all using yeah. the same terrain pieces, so you can only yeah. you can only. Uh, Makes so much. So uh, innovative. Yeah. With the same components, you know? Absolutely. So, um, moving on to uh, Justinian. Justinian got announced and. Like forever ago. Seriously. Well, the, 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 the rules got leaked, I should there say. There we go. Um, at the time of this recording, at least they, they got a, they got leaked. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on the team? Is there anything like 
that you do you guys like them do you guys think they're just chocolate intercession like we said last week or what do you think chocolate intercession is <laughs> is a good way to describe them i think looking at these pictures because it's it, it, it's like let me take a look at these at these pictures here like yeah so it's like are there the ploys are just like one for ones intercession of like intercession it looks like from this reddit post mm-hmm. um uh i mean if like, it's even I, real <laughs> yeah these are doctored <laughs> photos fake news um <laughs> um yeah, I mean, like, I'm excited to play them just because it's like, it looks like an intercession team, but they have actual, like, real weapons outside of bolters. Yeah. And yeah, it's I like did. one of each, like, mainline model from the Primaris range. I'm excited to uh, be painting these guys up. What are you going to uh, paint them as? Once I get my hands on them. Ultras. Ultras. I kind of, hell no, I'm not painting any more Ultra Reads, dude. <laughs> hell no. No, I'm going to paint them as um, probably Dark Angels. Okay. Ooh. Probably Dark Angels. Yeah. Yeah, the Plasma Pistol. Um, And I think there's some really cool uh, things I can do with uh, conversions and kit bashing. Uh, Oh, yeah. This team is super. That's the great thing about Marines That's the thing about this team, too, is like. You don't have to, if you have like these Space Marine models already in your collection, like say you play 40k or something, then you have this team already. Yeah. Or you have the bits to assemble this team. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think a lot of people are going to get really creative uh, and super special snowflakey with um, some of their conversions and, and stuff to make this team. Because I mean, man, the, the, the blind boxes. That these come in right, like when the Death Guard ones came out, like earlier this year, I think these sold out like immediately, mm-hmm. immediately. So I don't know how fast these ones are going to go. Immediately, yeah, agreed. Immediately. <laughs> um, one one thing I will say is that I have a I have a spicy take about this team. Um, I'm probably going to do it for all of my tournaments. Wait, 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 too. wait, wait, wait. before. No, actually, go first, because then what I say will make more sense later. Yeah, because <laughs> you played them yesterday, right? I got to try them out because of the leaks, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for the All-Valley Team Tournament, this team will be legal um, because they leaked well in advance of the two weeks notice. Um, <laughs> thank you, Reddit. Um, I am not some TO that's going to be like, hey, like only official uh, announcements. No, no. The the rules are here. We are down to play more Marines. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I started going like super emperor on on everyone there. Um, My hot take is that the worst model on the team is by far the heavy gunner. But I think... Uh, I was talking so chonky. What do you mean? 18 wounds, baby. He's so so chonky and he's got that big bolter. I have 30 of them. They are my favorite (laughs) Marines. Okay. Um, But here's, here, here's where it is. I was talking to, to Chris Bakke today and a couple other TOs and everyone pretty much agrees with me across the board. And I want to see what you think. Um, I value yours and Shane's opinion highly. Um, I think that the four stat 
is a misprint. I think that the four tax for the heavy bolter is wrong. It should be a five um, because right now it only has four attacks. So essentially what they said was like, hey, this chonky marine has a bolter that is just blessed bolts and it's heavy. Get fucked. Um, in my opinion, every single heavy bolter in compendium, every single heavy bolter that the heavy intercessors already have is uh, five attacks. So in my opinion, this guy uh, should and will have five attacks. Um, I just caught a mosquito in midair and crushed its soul. Good. Hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. The only good bug is a dead bug. Hey, let's go. Well, and I like spiders. They kill bugs. Yeah, dead spiders bug. Spiders get a pass. <laughs> right, they're, they're arachnids. So. Yeah, I did. I, I, found a, I found a tarantula out in the, out in the wild yesterday. Yeah, I saw, the, I saw the thing. Saya posted it, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And someone else did too. There's a bunch here in Canyon Country. I was like, what the fuck? I would like to rescind my previous comments about all arachnids in the past. <laughs> I am now going to be picking and choosing which spiders can and cannot get the pass. Um, <laughs> all the tarantulas can burn. So what um, are your, what are your guys' thoughts on right, so, letting the heavy bolter take five? You can go first. Yeah. So, I mean, the heavy bolter, like you, you were talking about how all the other like heavy bolters in compendium, like have a baseline five attacks. Do they all also... Hit on threes, have damage four or five, have fusillade. Not that that really matters for much. Yes, yes um, they do. Heavy, and P1. Heavy P1. Okay. Yes. Okay, yes. so they have all that. But do all of those models have bolter discipline where this model can shoot twice? No, uh, you have to pay no. for it in, in the teams. In the other mm-hmm. teams. And this model just gets it for free, it looks like. So, I it's mean. correct. Uh, that is true. But uh, also, this team can't do anything else. And in my opinion... Giving a Blessed Bolts bolter heavy is, I mean, if, if, if this model stays the same as it is on the data card, it's just a never take. You just never take it. All right. Um, so I OG. got, we, we mentioned I got to try them out yesterday. I'll tell you this. The man can't move for shit. He dashes and that's basically his move if you want him to shoot. But what I found out is on objectives that I could totally see, no one was taking them from me. I would shoot them down with twice, you know, double shooting, four or five damage, and I'd have the reroll ability that they have, whichever one I needed at the time. And when they tried to hit me, they couldn't. Or like I would just, I would tank it. I got 18 wounds, baby. And I have yeah. the ability to say I'm not injured. I Hell would just yeah. dish and damage like it was nothing else while everyone, yeah. everyone else did their job. Um, I actually thought the sniper did less work than he was going to do based on the data, the little data card that I found on Reddit. He's got um, so much stuff on his data card. Oh, he actually has real rules. It's, it's nuts. Like, it's like reading a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> oh my God. I was talking to our friend who plays Yu-Gi-Oh and he goes, yeah, that's such a fatigue trying to read There's the little so text. so much boxes. text, man. Um, so it's like, I can tell just by looking at this Bolter sniper, this Bolter sniper rifle, it's like, I'm just going to probably wind up using one of these actual profiles in my games. I one two of these have got to be just like objectively worse, right? It's it's usually you're gonna take um more actually executioner more executioner is interesting because oh no they all have silent they all have silent yeah 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 so usually yeah, I'm mortis using with mortis. the mortal wounds yeah yep. yeah they're all heavy all silent so yeah. so here's here's the difference between the heavy intercession right um, the heavy bolt rifle. Has uh-huh. four attacks, hitting on threes, four or five damage, P1. 
right? Yeah. The heavy bolter from the heavy intercessors have five attacks, hitting on threes, four or five damage, heavy, fusillade, and P1. The only heavy bolter that does not have five attacks is the executor bolter rifle, heavy bolter, uh, which is uh, essentially the sniper version, which has four attacks, hitting on threes, four, five, heavy, AP1, lethal, five plus. Um, correct. Yeah. Which, what I think they were going for, if you look at the original intercession, they have the, the auto bolt rifle, which a guy does have. They have the regular bolt rifle, which a majority of the guys have. And then they figured no one's ever going to take the heavy bolt rifle because it's garbage. Like, why? So Agreed. let's just turn it into the heavy bolter and give the guy double shoot and tank kits. And that's what I think they did with this. I think the four five or the four attacks is what it's supposed to be. I don't think it's a misprint. I need more yes men. I don't need you both arguing with me. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the squad. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, man, if like with five attacks on this thing, it's, with it, the bolter discipline, you're throwing 10 dice. They just die. It's pretty good. With re-rolls. With, <laughs> with re-rolls. Whatever re-rolls you want at any time, because they got the same... Uh... Yeah, let's look at the ploys here. It's, uh, so what I'm hearing is that it's too tactical much. Tactical Doctrine and Devastator are going to be the two you're using, and then you're going to use uh, They Shall Know No Fear, so you can be like, yeah, I'm not actually wounded, and then I can shoot at full ballistics. Yeah, it's, it's like, what do you what do you even do to this guy? You know, and Overwatch like, OK, cool. I'm still rolling four dice on Overwatch with this damage profile. You're going to stand still because when I play regular intercession with um, the guy gives scopes and lethal, the uh, not the lethal, the extra damage, he just stands on a vantage or in one spot that I want to control. Anyways, that's sort of what I'm doing here, though. I don't like that. I can't move fast. That part does suck. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think this team is a like. I think they're good, but yeah, I think chocolate they're, they're. is not as popular or as good as vanilla. Um, people can fight us on our Discord if, See, if you disagree. You're right, because vanilla is great, but chapter tactics are flavoring you can put in the vanilla. Yeah, you know, you have like your cookie dough, you have your mint chips, you have your yeah. Butterfingers. You have <laughs> your nerds candy. Yeah, nerds. You I've know? done that once. They yeah, had, you like, can't put those thing. into chocolate because chocolate, it'll start to get like, it's like, oh, I'm taking one bite of this ice cream and then I'm done. So maybe if <laughs> you're on a you're diet. You're going to get confused. Yeah. Your yeah, taste buds yeah, yeah. are going to get confused. Okay. So you guys uh, think that that's, that's. The vanilla the, ice cream is just the vehicle for the candy, yeah. really. Yes. <laughs> yes. Intercession is just the vehicle for the chapter tactics. Literally that. <laughs> Literally that. Yeah. <laughs> and then. That, so that being said. Uh-huh. Uh, potential hot take here. Okay. I think because this team has real weapons. At baseline, and not all bolters, just like basic bolters, mm-hmm. uh, I think they could be better than intercession. Uh, I mean, you do get a second guy who can hit on twos, which is pretty nice. Yeah, the yeah, cap, you, the captain you're gonna, you're with the, 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 the pistol hitting on twos with yeah, a right. power fist that hits on threes. Oh my, I am yeah. so ready to run this dude, man. The power pinball was was clutch yesterday, you know. How we've mm. read this team is that you you can get three models hitting on twos. So you can get the captain and the sergeant because at least from the leaks, we can't see anything that specifically says that you can or can't. If this has been outdated, uh, I apologize to everyone for speaking nonsense, but to the best of our knowledge at this point in time, you can take both the sergeant and the captain, which makes it way better because you can take three models hitting on twos. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was doing that yesterday. It's awesome. But I kind of wish I had rapid. <laughs> I, wish I, I, I wish I, I wish I wish or duelist. <laughs> like when the orcs are fighting me, it's like, man, if I had duelist, I could just block half these hits and then like, just, you know what? Make there. all of your pain go away. G a frag and crack grenade also. No, um, no, uh, heavy bolts. I hate five, crack grenades so five. much. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I can understand the hate cause you're almost forced to like, well, you kind of have to take one of these, you know? I don't even know if it's like that anymore. I, I think the meta has evolved past the point of four crack a grenades. single, a single cracker. No, a single crack grenade is an auto take because it's yeah, like, I if agree. you're playing against elites, it's like, dude, if you're playing against Shane's Legionnaires, you're walking up with your crack grenade guy and you're going to throw it at an anointed. Guess what? That anointed is not going to die. And <laughs> yeah. you're just going to feel real, real dumb. Yeah. So I'm like really like not feeling grenades right now, period. What about like smoke any, grenades? I think smoke take. grenades are good. I've never, I've never experimented with uh, smoke grenades. Uh, you should so. experiment with smoking. It's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how many bad jokes is that? Is that three? That's three. That's three. Okay. That's, well, that's, that's that's what was the first one? None your business. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one that one was stupid, but it was funny. <laughs> so it gets a pass. <laughs> I get a spider pass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and like daddy long legs. I'm like, that's literally it. Um, yeah. I mean I'm pretty excited for Justinian and I want to see how good, how good they actually are. Um, I'm going to paint them like, uh, ultramarines. I have Titus and he's going to be a great fit. He's going to, uh, replace brother Deacon with the uh, chain sword guy. Yeah. With the awful face. How does that, um, how does that Titus look? He looks bad uh, real life. Um, he doesn't look great. I have to like, I, I looked at the pose and I was like, man, that well, is they, just not they messed this up. I'm probably, you know, they massacred my boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to replace his head with a 3d print, but at the tight, a different Titus head. It does. Yeah. Like it doesn't really look like Titus from the no. uh, upcoming game of the year, Space Marine 2. There you go, guys. We're not even sponsored, or are we? <sighs> no, we are not. We are definitely <laughs> not. I'm just lying. I'm, yeah. so, I'm so excited for that game, dude. I'm ready for my I power know, fantasy. I know, yeah. As, yeah, I know as soon as it comes out, I'm just going to like sit down and grind until like 4 a.m. or something. I was super excited for Dark Tide, and that game yeah. was fun for like 35 minutes. Dark Tide yeah. was super mm-hmm. ambitious on release, I feel like. And the the pacing in terms of like leveling up and like the content that was available at the time uh didn't really live up to the hype. Yeah, it was this, no bullshit. This game it, it's like it feels like it's you know, it's it's just Years of War, you know, like two thousand eight or whenever that game came out. And it's just going to be you and two friends and you're just going to be killing aliens and, and you're all just like nine foot tall, like ceramite clad dudes, just skull crushing people. Dang, this is Gears no. of War. <laughs> it's literally, yeah, no, it's literally Gears of War. <laughs> they passed the Rubicon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, no. So uh, the, the nostalgia is definitely going to be hitting for me. So 
And I loved the first one too, so. Yeah. Um I'm I'm excited for it. Uh I didn't play number one, uh just because it didn't tickle my fancy, but this one does. This one looks nice. You I'm should play excited. number one. Or yeah. Bolt Gun. Bolt Gun is also in the same universe. Shane's been playing Bolt Gun and he says that he's really been enjoying it. I yeah. haven't gotten the chance to. It's a good way to sink like 16 hours, you know, once you do all the secrets. Because eventually you run out of things. Like you get the secrets and you're like, oh, okay, that's kind of it. I only have time for so much video games. I play uh, Wild Rift, which is League of Legends on your mobile device. And I play, which which I'm master tier, by the way. (sighs) Let me just dust off the shoulders. Your shoulders? Jesus. Wow, that's nice. And two, two points away from being challenger, two ranks. Um, if anyone out there is wondering, uh, but yeah, yeah, you know, (laughs) um, but, uh, and then I also play Boulder's Gate right now, but when Space Marine comes out, I'll I'll definitely play Boulder's Gate is sick, bro. And let me tell you, let me tell you, Carlock, she's my jam. I'm playing a Dragonborn right now and we, we just kissed. I'm super excited. What about Starfield? What kind of game is this? Uh, you can customize your. <laughs> is this your... just Dungeons and Dragons dating sim? Yeah, it's <laughs> like what all the memes are. It's yeah, like, yeah, you can just play one of those. Uh, uh what do they call them on Steam? Uh, the Sims? There's like a million of them. Dating, dating sim, dating oh, sims. That, is right. that can't be it. Is it? That's the genre. Yeah, I'm dating right. a beefling right now, and I'm 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 having it. I'm all about it. <laughs> Go ahead. How about how about you play this game and you tell me that like Carlock is not your favorite character. All right. All right. All right. And G, you got to do the same, you know, because I'm trying to, trying to do that. Um, now, I want to touch another thing on Nova outside of, because I know you didn't go to Nova. Were you yeah. surprised by how much VetGuard showed up? <laughs> no. <laughs> you weren't? <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, 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 no. Because cultists had just gotten nerfed. So I, so it's like, yeah, of course, they're all going to come out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah, but what's fascinating the is... They're gone. Let's go and be toxic with our 14 bodies. <laughs> <laughs> so what's crazy, though, is that they didn't show up to LVO. They didn't show up to KTO. Mm. They didn't show up to any of our local tournaments out here. In fact, I think mm-hmm. I was the only person playing them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I heard that there was like one or two that showed up to Goonhammer, but mm-hmm. like outside of that in the tournament scene, I have not seen, I think, what was it? Seven of them showed up out of 60, 61 players, 10 over 10%. Um, to me, that was like a wild number considering I was like the only person to play VetGuard from where, where I live. Um, I don't think it's that crazy of a number just because it's literally one of the oldest teams in the game. Yeah. And like, you know, Maryland specifically um, is a very, like, it's a very strong kill team scene, you know, Maryland, like DC area. So I assume that a lot of the players in that area have been in the game since the jump. So mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if a bunch of people saw their vet guard sitting on the shelf and being like, Oh yeah, this team is still wild good and just get up. It just has a bunch of stuff that other teams would literally like drop models for. So yeah, yeah, why not, why not take him for a spin and see what happens? So I hate questions, but I have this one written down in front of me, so I'm going to ask it. 
Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know why Giacomo has to write this one. I hate it. With a burning heart. It's about com- about communists, blue communists. Oh, uh, and I need to add uh, mm-hmm. also, also, mm-hmm. also 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 clowns in there. I meant I forgot to add them. Oh, and clowns too. Yeah. Clowns yeah. are still good. They don't need to be on this list. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're still good. Um, I can answer that question for you, G. But okay. for okay. Ryan, teams like Pathfinders and Gellerpox, you know, yeah. were once like the top of the the cream de la creme. Yeah. Um, do you think that the nerfs to Gellerpox or Pathfinders have gone too far? And do you think that there's any way to put them more in a healthy position than they are now? Out and I'll explain the the Void Dancers after this because the clowns are. They're an easy an easy toe in. It's it's so difficult, I think, specifically with the Pathfinders, um, because I think it really comes down a lot to um what terrain you're playing on, whether it be on open or whether it's on into the dark. And I know mm-hmm. they, they they just they just got buffs for like playing on into the dark. Yeah. Um, but I mean, let's face it, that team is not built or close combat. They cannot fight. They are yeah. too weak. They are too spineless to stand up to uh you know melee teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Or um, look at them. So I mean like on on into the dark, I think they're just naturally weaker. On open, you know, they definitely still have play, I think. Um and before we we go and start uh upgrading a team that was like a boogeyman as early as like or I should say as late as like earlier this year. Seriously, beginning of summer? Yeah. Uh, was it even beginning of summer? I'm thinking more like yeah, all the okay. way back in like January. That's that's fair. Okay, that's fair. Um maybe like just like small incremental. I mean, they've gotten a small incremental buff already. So yeah, I think it's just buff. like a wait and see thing. They're also one of the more complex teams to run. Yeah. Um, it takes a, a good so a lot of it also comes down to like pilot skill i believe mm-hmm. um so i hope yeah. that they don't ever rev- so for me pathfinders i hope they don't ever revert any of the changes in fact i would like to see some things in their kit nerfed once again but um i would love to see like sideway buffs if we were ever going to buff them uh g um gellerpox i don't think needs a buff if uh, the Gellerpox King ever decides to uh, come out and play again, Orion, yeah, I, think, I was going to say you're talking about Orion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of which, we both got exposed to COVID over um, over at Nova, and then neither one of us caught it. So I, I since I slept in his house, you know, he protected me. You guys um, are just built different. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, I've caught it. Different. I've caught it like three times already. Man. So yeah, I got that. Yeah. I got that dog named COVID in me. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> oh no, he just cleared his throat. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. It's happening. You thought you were safe. <laughs> it's true. Watch tomorrow. I'm going to break down and have it. It's commando um, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> they just sneaky get three times. Fucking bastards. <laughs> oh, bastards. Um, for Gellerpox, I, I don't think they need a buff. Uh, I don't know if they, the rust animations really hurt them a lot in this latest one. But yeah. I don't think they're in a bad position. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, I could be, but I think, I think like teams are. I mean, we saw it. every single top player from you know John Reese 
outside of Shane. So like John Reese, Adrian, um, you know, even um, Mike Cortez, right? That's his name. Um, yeah. A, a bunch of people, like nine players, all really skilled players took commandos. And like until they get a nerf, I don't think we'll see how other teams are until like, cause they're like the new hottest thing. And they're also really good into Colts and Colts are still a problem in my opinion. It's just commandos are really good into them. So that's the reason why everyone brought them. Cause everyone was afraid that they countered themselves. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was um, yeah. for the void dancers. No one took them and not a lot of people play them. So void dancers G are very much like there is, they have a local, they're like they're like the vet guard players. Once somebody starts playing them, they never stop playing them. In my opinion, um, I I love playing Void Dancers, and uh-huh. the only reason I haven't been playing them is because I've been playing Hand of the Archon recently. Fair enough. I yeah, got the, my box yesterday. Yeah, Hand of the Archon is not good into commandos. So, as it turns out, yeah, I yeah, guess. none of us knew that. Um, and we found out a Nova. <laughs> well, no, it honestly, like it kind of makes sense because, and, and like, I should have seen this coming, um, because their whole thing with the power from pain tokens, you're, you're only getting those if your model is killing stuff or if like your flare is killing something and giving those tokens to somebody else. Right. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> well, just a scratch, like literally <laughs> can counter that. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, your team's just going to straight up be inefficient if the commando player knows what he's knows what they are doing. And um yeah. That's my other, one complaint other, with Hand of the Archon is that well, you gotta have- kill you gotta kill stuff. It should be like you kill stuff and if your models die. Do stuff. Okay, that could work too. And if your models die, you get oh, it. It feels a little more chaosy though. It's more blooded. I think that would be better for Yeah, you are right. That is kind of their whole design space. I feel like I feel like it could be done if you took um if the if you had like the It's like a really tiny nick pit. Cold uh, of the nick flesh pick of mine too. Like cold of the flesh. Yeah. So if you had um because you know homunculi, like their lore is that, you know, if you mm-hmm. befriend a homunculi as like a as like a you know an arena prince or princess or something. Um, if you die in the arena, they can bring people back from the They'll just bring you back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. they, they can transform other things. It'd be interesting if they developed power from, if they ever came out power from pain in a different way where you, if your models died, you could either bring them back to life and they came back like stronger. Oh, never mind, Cultists moving on. Um, (laughs) well, well, hand of the archon have that one thing where they can make your, Tack ploys more expensive, right? Or at least only one until it's used again. Uh yes. So you could do that on just a scratch to try to negate it, but the first you time you could. Know. Um, the thing is, I think in most games, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, more experienced commandos players out there. But how often are you actually using just a scratch in your game? Is it is it three turns? If you're that's, that's presumably fair. if you are deep striking so close with um sneaky git, I can see you using it like once per turn. Yeah. 
Three or five. four times, I'd say, easily. Like, th- I would say the average would be two to three. I think the average might be two to three. Um, with all the deep strike stuff, I would say three. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a total of, that would be five CP that they would be paying over the course of a game to use those, right? I think that's achievable. Um, with like the the way command points are generated now at the beginning of the game, um, but yeah, okay, that's a, that's a solid reason. I was just thinking because I remember that was one of the tech boys people would talk about, like that you can really turn off. Yeah, but it's like you can't. You're not really turning it off. You're, you're just, just making making it you're just making it more expensive, and that is a premium that every commando player is going to be happy to pay. Yeah. I wonder if Inquisition will ever come back into the meta now because they're very similar to Vetguard and they are well, they can take Vetguard. They can they can shut off uh what's it called once, right? Uh just scratch once. I mean, they're still yeah, really they, strong. They think team. they changed that up a little bit. Yeah, they're but, still um, a really strong team. They're just not being seen. I think they're just super under underexplored because they came out opposite cult. Yeah. And they came out like within a month it felt like of like the felgar ravager team so it's like everybody was just eyes on them playing them because they're the super presumably op factions out in the world right now and then new balance data slate comes out and it nerfs inquisition and cults all at the same time so i don't think inquisition ever really had their time in the sun Mm -hmm. um i don't know i gotta build them up man because i freaking love the inquisition and I got to start playing them. So maybe I'll start piloting them soon. There you go. I, I literally, I've been collecting like old, like Warhammer books recently on the side. Ooh. And I've got the, I've got the original Inquisition rule book and I've got the, the Inquisition 2001 annual. So I think that's literally like all the published materials on that old game uh, in it. And like they're the 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 Death World veteran or whatever uh, in the in this new kill team is like a direct rip of one of the characters in uh, from the old Inquisition game. So I I want to like go ahead and like kit bash entirely a a complete kill team, but I've got them right here, so I've got to build them <laughs> and paint them and just play these guys. I'm not gonna have the time. <laughs> no, I'm excited. I hope that they fully come out as uh I, I hope that they get stronger. Like I said, I don't think I'll probably ever play the team because unfortunately I thoroughly dislike uh non-protagonist leaders. Uh I really like really strong protagonists as my leaders. Oh yeah. The yeah. interrogator just having like an auto pistol. Yeah, the fact that what kind of crap is that? The the way I the way I look at it is that character in particular, he's kind of like a detective. Uh huh. He's literally a detective, so he's gonna be like closer to a just like a baseline human than anybody else on the team should be. And Inquisitors will augment their teams, of course, by going out and hiring, like, former bounty hunters, getting freaking gun servitors, 
like Admex Scribes or whatever, like Sisters of Battle or, you know, Grey Knights, whatever, to put into their kill team. So they're just managers, you know? They're not, they're just coaches. Fair enough. For the team. Fair enough. Um, That's how, that's how I justify it in my mind, at least as to why this dude is so freaking weak. (laughs) Um, Before we start rounding everything out, um, do you guys have any hopes or dreams for kill team? Like, do you guys hope, (laughs) hope something comes out like in the future? That would be really cool. Um, Mm. I, Uh... I can go first. Well, yeah, you go, you go go first. first. I gotta gotta organize my thoughts. Obviously I have something in my mind. Um, I would love to see, um, firstly, I want to see Katachan at some point in time. I think that they are bound to come out at some point in time for 40 K that's according to all the rumors. And it would make beautiful sense for them to come out and kill team. And I would also I would also love to see another unexplored faction come out the um, Dark Mechanicus. Um, I would love to see those two come out in a war over you know like Fern Gully, right? Like you have you have uh, the Dark Mechanicus are trying to invade the the Catachan and kill off their planet. Uh, it'd be sick. So, um. That would be my 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 hope and dreams for the next box. But Chanter definitely do for a range refresh. <laughs> they really don't even make the models anymore, right? Nope, they don't. Yeah. That's why my hopes and dreams are alive. My hopes and dreams were set on uh, striking scorpions versus um, Catachan, but uh, according to rumors, that has been dashed. Would you be sad if they just released another kill team vet guard, but with different sculpts? Like, no, I would upgrade sprue like, like not an upgrade sprue, but like, you know, right now they're currently the, um, I can't remember the name. I see their heads. The Krieg. I I hate Krieg. I just think they have Krieg. No, bro. They have no personality. I mean, I get that's the point of the army. I know. I know. But me, I I play, I play heroes, man. Like I want that personality. I want that. Didn't you, didn't you watch the trailer for kill team? That guy's got hella personality. He's on fire and he blows up the thing anyways. And he dies. That dude sacrificed himself (laughs) for the emperor (laughs) to take out that. You're telling me he's not a hero. Um, Damn. No, I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, he, he, he is a hero, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is I hope, I don't know what I'm saying. You just want a te- you just want a team of like Arnold Schwarzenegger dudes running around. Which is, that's, that's all. What, that's what you have. So it's yes. Yeah, but I want like rules for them. You know, I don't want to have to depend on Steven Seagal. Who's a bad, bad man to do in real life. And not, and in in like the the, not in like the good way. No, no. Like, the, like, like my joke. I can't take him seriously because he's those, his whole those, life is just those jokes. New movies he's come out with have been really funny to watch. My oh, my bad. my joke is that he'll kill his own models and he kills your models because he's a bad man in the game and he's also a bad man outside the game. So it just makes sense that he's the demo man. But like, uh, anyway, so back to the vet guard. Like they yeah. would just release the different types of guards you know like they had morty and iron guard they had the something sewer dogs that would be sick bro yeah, like, like different like factions for it yeah that would the be same really team cool. yeah that could be fun yeah that, that would add some variety guard, I, the the morty and iron guard i think are a team that i am okay with uh being lost to time because <laughs> they're <laughs> 
like every single rule that comes out for them over the course of like the history of that team is like you'll line them up in a line and they get a bonus to like their shooting for being in a line <laughs> for being in a line and it's like yeah i get it but i like the uniforms. but it's like the the uniforms are pretty snappy but it's like really i just uh, want to have nobles. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing with the vet guard rules is like you can kit bash and like make whatever Imperial Guard team you want. And the rules will kind of fit. You know, they're not like Krieg specific rules, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, true. Absolutely. Like, so um, technically it already exists, but we just need to all play Space Nam, I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. You could have you could have a um, Katachan team and make it be like really about close combat, you know, and getting yeah. into your face. The Space Nam models are sick, by the way. Dude, they are, man. I've seen some of them because Alex has some. They're mm-hmm. dope. The um, a, a team that I would like to see come to Kill Team would be um, the Tyranids. A Tyranid team. Okay. So the new like Death Leaper model mm-hmm. is going to be coming out soon in 40k. So like maybe a team... Uh, centered around that model with like maybe like a bunch of like uh, the Van Ryan's leapers. I think that could be pretty cool. What size of millimeter base is the Death Leaper on? The Death Leaper, I think it might be on like a 50. It's either on a 50 or a 40. And then I think that the, um, I think that's doable. Sleepers are on like a 32. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the Norn Emissary. Obviously, you can't put something like that in the game. That model is nuts. It's like as big as like a dreadnought. Yeah. Yeah. Having a team of lictors. So, do you know how, like, a team of lictors would be so cool? It really would. Yeah. That would be. Um, If they're like, because 50 makes sense. Because what? I think the one Hyrotech Circle guy is on a 50. I mean, what what are the Gellerpox infected models on? Oh, they're also they gotta be on fifties, right? Yeah, you're right. I think they're fifties as well. So I, I think it would work uh, on the board. And uh, also, I know Tyranid players have been begging for a Tyranid team forever. Another team that I would want is World Eaters. I just want a bunch of just corn berserkers with chain axes and pistols, and they just get stuck in and kill and then like maybe have so maybe like three of them or something and then like a bunch of like the new like jackal models and their archetype I, is infiltration <laughs> uh, no their archetype their archetype would specific it would only have to be seek, seek and, destroy. and destroy yeah okay blooded is that theirs too right they only have seek and destroy is it only seek and destroy yeah yeah but this is different because there's space marine so. That's yeah. true. That's true. So, they, so they'll they'll play different enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, I've been be fun. the the old uh, twenty eighteen kill team. I know Shane and I ran chaos, uh, and Matt Hurl ran chaos too. And I think you could take like world eaters, or I should say like corn berserkers in your team if you wanted to. Mm. And that's what. Uh, they were taking in their teams a lot. So a little bit of nostalgia there, I guess. How about you, G? I want 
also Tyranids, space but Marines. I want Gene Stealers. <laughs> oh. So they can fight Space Marine t- uh, Terminators. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want another release of Space Hulk, but maybe put it into Kill Team. But the so Galadark's over, so that's not going to happen. I mean, there's the fact. This great book out now. It's called the Kill Team Compendium. <laughs> you'll find the rules where you can make an all gene stealer kill team no i don't way. know if you knew that which is bad by the way the prayers I have want, been I, answered I, they I actually no that is not true shane literally said on this very podcast that they can play into commandos yeah but i don't know i don't know how true that is i mean jeremy from plasma spam played um five gene stealers and eight hormigons with acid moths and i was terrified uh, and he went two and two day one. He actually did pretty well. Um, he was undefeated um, for two games in a row. And then he played really well day two. So Tyranids have play, but I every time I've seen 10 Gene Stealers, if somebody knows how to... Giacomo, what is it called in 40K when you layer your defenses? Like a layered screening. cake? Screening, yeah. If yeah. you know how to screen out the Gene Stealers... I mean, unfortunately, any kind, any space marine or any like elite team is going to have a really hard time doing that. But if you know to, how to effectively screen or at least place your models so they are screening, like you have a upper hand in that matchup. But like, even uh, the Tyranid Warriors are super good. It's a good, it's a good compendium team. I just don't think ten Gene Stealers are the way to go. Maybe into Commandos. I don't know. You might be right. I might be wrong. In fact, I probably am wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so gee that you want space hulk re-released huh yeah but it's not gonna happen we're past the galadark and actually what i what i really want is in the new edition or new not edition just the new season i want new terrain but maybe not all imperium terrain because that's uh we've done that you know yeah what, what's next i would want like like Eldar Ruins or something. Yeah, that could be fun. Or a Tyranid Hive World or, you know, weird shit like that. Tyranid Hive World, yeah. Mm. That would be cool. I would like to see... I don't want to say jungle. I would love to see like a forest. Yeah, bring back the <laughs> Death World Forest. Yeah, dude. Those old, it? awful trees that they I were... still have not assembled from the old Death from Watch third edition? Kill Team. No, yeah. the old Death Watch Kill Team... Uh, like faction box from 2018 oh, yeah? kill team. Yeah. Those are still unassembled and unpainted because they <laughs> just do not go together. Well, Um, I think that I would like to see like, do you guys remember third edition? Uh, not, not third edition, fourth or fifth where they had the old cities of death. Yeah. Uh, nah, that was probably before my time. Okay. I'm, I'm 28. So, so outside of Chalneth, before I got in the hobby, <laughs> so Chalneth came out. I think I've been in this hobby for like 24 years or something. Um, Chalneth came out, and Chalneth is beautiful. It's some beautiful terrain, but mm-hmm. the old uh, terrain that GW used to make is oh, way yes. better for yes. build team. It's You're way more hundred percent correct. Yeah, way more modular, way better for climbing heights. You don't have to be like everything is scalable because this is meant for forty k, and we just made it for kill team because we have to sell more terrain. Um, you know, it's three inches tall, right? Like each level is three inches tall, so it's perfect height, uh, or it's two point five inches tall or something. Uh, still perfect height, and then you have 
you can actually build it modularly so that you can actually have good vantages. You could have good walls. You can have doors. You know, it's like the perfect terrain setup for Kill Team currently. Um, I think it's probably the best terrains out there uh, outside of my own. Um, <laughs> the best, the best plastic for Kill Team, right? Um, and I will stand by that. If there's any other good terrain out there, put it into our Discord because uh, we'd like to see some uh, some other third party stuff get a uh, get some limelight. But uh, yeah, cities of death for me, please. Or or forests, jungle. Bring back the jungle. Jungle and catachans. Yes, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping and praying for. I mean, yeah. All right. All right. I think uh, I think we're coming to that point, guys. Absolutely, um, Ryan. You have a wonderful Discord, YouTube channel, and podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Now, one thing you didn't. Now, I'm going to ask you for your shoutouts, but I don't think we caught your YouTube that you're going to be posting that to. Um, do you know uh, that? I, <laughs> I I think it's literally just. Um, it's literally just like Millennium Games. Okay, Millennium Games. Let me see if I can find it. It literally has not been active for I do not know how long. You're bringing Uh, it back well before. uh, Yeah, that's literally like part of the reason why I'm doing that. But um, rest assured, like once that video comes out, I will be posting it everywhere because I think it's you know, if you've enjoyed any of my painting videos in the past, it's very similar in that style. Uh, so yeah, be on the lookout for that one. I'll be posting it everywhere. Nice. Um, what else would you like to shout out, brother? Man, well, you know, I got to give a shout out to uh, Shane for coming in second at Nova. Yeah. That was wild. I don't think either him or I expected him to make uh, that deeper run. Um, I mean, maybe I did. I don't think he did. I did. Um, so <laughs> congratulations to him for making it so deep. Um, we're going to be having a. Uh, a podcast episode of our own coming out soon where we discuss his tournament run. Um, what else do we got going on? I got to give a shout out to all of uh, me and Shane's subscribers on YouTube and all of our Patreon supporters. Um, Cause those guys and gals really help out a lot with the uh, cost of putting out content uh, and stuff like that. So big shouts out to those guys. Uh, also shout out Nick Craven. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an absolute dog. So <laughs> that dude is just a born winner, man. He is. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He, uh, he's, he's on, uh, you haven't heard it yet, but he's on this next week. Um, I know. I'm so excited to listen to it. Yeah. He just has a beautiful voice and hopefully he starts <laughs> his own podcast so I can listen to it every week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about you G is there anything you want to shout out? Absolutely. Once again, I'd like to say thank you to the patrons. They help us out, just like I mentioned earlier. And uh, you can find me on Instagram where I'm painting a bunch of kill teams, wargaming underscore studios. Again, that's wargaming underscore studios. And if you want to talk to us just on a regular basis, we're on the Squad Games Discord. Links in the show notes. Uh, You can hang out there, post crap about whatever, you know, because, well, we don't really moderate. Just kidding. We do moderate it, you know. And uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, and. If you're looking to get anything from our affiliates at Frontline Gaming, feel free to use the link below. You know, it's not just like product. You can also get like 
event tickets too, and that helps. Ooh, out. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. you're going to LVO, you're going to like a uh, SoCal Open coming up. You know, just saying. So I'd like to shout out Game Envy. They make a wonderful uh, wet palette. Um, Yo, we're yes. not actually we're, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, that's my favorite hobby thing right now. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I can put my phone on something while I'm painting. Do you want to know something that they have as well that I've just picked up at Nova? They just started, they just got them in like the Tuesday before Nova. They got in brand new um, foam. So like it's extra wet underneath and it's the same foam on top. So it's a double layered foam. Like it's a different, two different layers. And they also have new parchment paper that's uh, 36 weight, like rather than I think 26. So it's thicker. So it like it doesn't curl, so that's super nice. This new oh, stuff, nice. Yeah, okay. so check those yeah. out. But uh, also, um, for when I'm bored, um, I'm gonna shout out Jalel's Marble Runs on YouTube. Watching those marbles run down those racetracks and Yo, those dirt trails. Oh, that's what's My up. Guy. They're those, fun yeah. as hell, right? Yeah, and watching the Olympics for like two and a half, three hours, like in the middle of the night. That's my jam. You should go to lie. bed, man. <laughs> I feel like they should do it live and then some kind of sports book needs to pick them up. That way oh, I can bet on what color marble I want. You know what's funny is that actually when COVID was happening and none of the live sports were happening, this motherfucker was on ESPN. <laughs> Shit you not. Marbles racing yeah. down tracks, bro. It yeah. was dope. Yeah. yeah. Shows you the depths that ESPN had to sink to. But still, Dude, they had I enjoyed the show. Ones, the Ocho coming to the main channel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. All right, fellas. Well, I'm going to head out. I'm going to head out, go uh, put my baby to bed. And I appreciate you guys. Right, I'm going to go feed my cat. See you guys. Thanks for having me on, guys. See ya. The Squad Games Podcast is a production of Squad Games Entertainment. For more information on Squad Games, please visit our website at lustersworkshop.com slash squad games.